as painful as it is, as unattractive as it is, death is inevitable. And though we might not know the sting of death directly, we know the sting of death, destruction, corruption, sin from our world. We've lost friends and family members. We've seen people, good people, young people, people who are taken too early. Death is a painful and difficult thing. The end is something we often try to avoid or delay with whatever resources we have available. Death is uncomfortable. As difficult, as painful, as avoidable as we try to make death, death is also, interestingly enough, one of the great sources of artistry. Some of our greatest pieces of music, artwork, poetry, novels are meditations on death, its effects, and our efforts to either avoid it or to accept it. And this might sound a bit macabre, but these last few months I've actually been reading a lot of poetry on the topic of death. Different meditations, different reflections, and though oftentimes the outcomes or the conclusions of the poets are very different, one of the themes, and I don't want to call it universal because I'm not nearly widely read enough to call it universal, but one of the themes that you see again and again and again in poetry on such a difficult topic is the feeling of powerlessness. The angst that comes from not being able to control when I will or when my beloved will meet his or her end. And honestly, we see that powerlessness in our readings today. In the first reading from Daniel, we hear about this great change that will come, but it's not something that Daniel will do, it's something that God will do. In the gospel today, we hear from Jesus, but of that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. And in the second reading from the letter of the Hebrews, We hear of the priests, the old priests, who were offering sacrifice day after day after day to no effect. And for all of us, even those with the deepest faith, we can feel isolated, powerless, angst-ridden. And I'll be honest with you, the last few months, I have certainly felt that. In my own life, and back in uh, the spring, my aunt died suddenly. Two weeks later, my cousin died suddenly. And even though this wasn't a death, it was in a way a death of sorts. My my best friend who's a priest called me and told me that he had gotten a woman pregnant and was leaving the priesthood. That was a lot. I was struggling. I was powerless in all of those situations. And just as I was starting to come to grips with that, we get this filth out of Pennsylvania in regards to our own church the disgusting and depraved behavior of priests of old and the cover-up of bishops. More powerlessness, more grossness, more feelings of angst and the inability to do anything to change it, feeling completely shackled. And in our own community, one of our beloved sisters, who for today who the Mass is being offered, Cynthia Kanko, to walk with her these past few months was difficult and painful. 
Not only that, but let's impose the things from outside of this community, outside of my own personal life. We saw in these last few months the continued de-evolution of our political discourse. It just seems to be more anger and shouting. And not only that, but in our life we see more and more sin masquerading as happiness and virtue. Powerlessness, angst, anger, frustration. Those are real things. But here's the beauty. As we heard in the letter to the Hebrews, that even though I might feel day after day, even though each one of you might feel that day after day we struggle, we toil to no avail, we are set free by Christ Jesus. That His sacrifice, His love, His offering has effect. We are no longer just cogs tossed about by the fancies of fate, but we are loved by a God who has a plan for us, who came into this world, suffered, died, rose from the dead, so that death no longer has power. Where we are weakest, St. Paul says, we are in fact strongest. And where we are most broken and suffering, we are closest to God. As Jesus says in the Gospel today, when you see these things happening, know that He is near at the gates. When we are our most broken, when we are our saddest, our angriest, our most frustrated, Christ is near. And so we have a choice. We can continue to struggle and toil, and that's important and good, with, but with hope, with a f- trust and a love in the Lord, with a recognition that He is near, that He has a plan, that He will pull all of us through, that the gates of heaven are open to all who die, the life of sanctity to all those who suffer. I mentioned earlier I've spent a good deal of time reading poetry these last few weeks and months. And one poem that has come again and again into my reflection is a poem by John Donne, Death Be Not Proud. And I'm not going to read you the whole poem because it's not the most decipherable, but the last two lines, I think, are extraordinarily important for all of us today as we reflect upon our own end, but we do so with hope. John Donne says, One short sleep past." We wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. In Jesus, each one of us is made for eternal life. Nothing has power over us anymore except for the cross and except for love, goodness, beauty, and truth. Death shall be no more. Death thou shalt die.